Bhutasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa Bhutang Dhammang Sankang Namasami So we recently had um, a 10-day retreat here at Aloka Vihara and uh, usually we have some schedule. We don't usually have a very strict, you know, very rigorous schedule. We usually have time for people to, to find their own way. But this retreat, we had a completely open schedule. The, uh, the only things that were scheduled were the breakfast and the meal. And everything else was, was really open for, for everyone to do as they, you know, what was most supportive. And it was a, it was a lovely uh, opportunity actually to, to find what, what is nourishing and to find one's own rhythm and, and get into the, into, and also in terms of what practices we picked up, it was completely wide open. And uh, very lovely to have that time to just see what comes up. And uh, what, what, I didn't expect it at all, but what came, what came to me was, uh, well, maybe I should, there's a poem, of course I'm into the poems these days, but um, it was a particular poem that I hadn't felt much of a connection to before. It felt a little bit far from my experience. And, uh, and, it's, and it, you know, it came to me kind of like a mantra. It would just keep, keep going around and around in my mind as a reflection. And so I would dwell on that and, and take it in and, bring it deeper and explore, well, what does that mean? What does that mean in my life? And, and the poem was the poem of Mitta, which means friend. And it goes like this. Full of trust, you left home and soon learned to walk the path, making yourself a friend to everyone and making everyone a friend. When the whole world is your friend, fear will find no place to call home. And when you make the mind your friend, you will know what trust really means. Listen. I have followed this path of friendship to its end. And I can say with absolute certainty, it will lead you home. So that uh, poem came to me like a teaching. There wasn't a lot of other, wasn't you know, tons of other um, clutter in the mind, um, but that poem kept coming again and again. And, and um, in, in my life, it wasn't like that. In my earlier life, you know, leaving home, I didn't leave home full of trust and make a friend to everyone, and I left home with lots of anxiety and didn't know who to trust and who not to. And then, you know, one learns through life. 
Um, but but then there was a, another leaving home in terms of the the path. You know? So I think that's what it's pointing to. Not necessarily that we leave our home. Alison's also leaving her home. Uh, not that we actually leave our home, but we leave the what's familiar. We we step onto the path and we leave behind the familiar comforts and the familiar habits. We don't leave them immediately behind, but we embark on a journey and we don't really know where it's going to take us and we don't really know what we're going to meet and we might not have everything we need in the beginning for that journey. But we, you know, hear the Dharma and are inspired by the, by the teachings. And so we step forth on this path and that's, uh, that can be... That can be a way of uh, called leaving home, leaving home for for homelessness, for the for the uncertainty, for un, for not knowing. But in the not knowing, there is uh, one, it, the not knowing brings us closer to truth. So, full of trust, you left home and soon learned to walk the path, making yourself a friend to everyone and making everyone a friend. So also that practice of metta, where there's a sense of friendliness to all beings. So it can be harder in the one-to-one, you know, there'll be people who we really feel warm and friendly towards and others that are more difficult, and that's, of course, natural. But, uh, you know, when we consider our shared humanity, it's easier, at least in the heart, I find, to you know, think of everyone in a, in a friendly way. So over this time of the elections, things got very divided and still are probably very divided. And, uh, and it's easy to, to get into an us and them. And why are they doing this? And can't they see? And, you know. and then... I would just reflect on, well, what do we all want? What are we all looking for? And we're all looking for, I would suggest, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's not true for you, but it seems that we're all looking for safety. We're all looking for, uh, you know, to have enough. We're all looking for safety for ourselves and for our loved ones and... uh, in our lives and we're all looking for some kind of peace. It might look different to different people. And uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of having, having something valuable to bring to the world. I think we all have those needs, you know, and some people are attuned to them and they maybe don't notice and some it might be a deep longing until that's, uh, that alignment is found. And so it's just reflecting on that, you know, well, that's what we all kind of want the same things. We all need the same basic food and shelter and clothing and medicines and connection. We all need that. And so that's, that's there's those reflections that would bring a sense of, you know, we're, we're, whatever our views may be, whatever our, you know, whatever 
vehicle or the person they drive or whatever uh, button you may wear or whatever particular identity or view you might hold, we all basically, you know, on a simple level, we all have the same needs and uh, same basic needs. And there's different ways of, of trying to get those met. So that would take me to that place of feeling a sense of, like my heart would open to, to everyone. And, uh, you know, there are people who are doing great good in the world and, and uh, sages and benevolent beings and, and people in um, politics who are genuinely wishing for the benefit of beings. And, and there are people who are intending harm and who are... Um, caught in, in deeply in delusion and who are doing harm and uh, this is how the world is and uh, so I would find myself reflecting on even even people who've done quite terrible harm sometimes I, I take in situations that have happened and, and think of the people who've done these um, very harmful things and taking life, intentionally taking life. And, um, particularly that one somehow comes up. And there'd be this, there's this sense of like, although I would never want to do that, and it may never happen, we are, we have a common humanity. And, and to, there's a, there's a, a deep, lostness in a way someone has when, when, when someone commits physical harm intentionally there's their mind their heart has, has gone far far off has lost the their connection to the potential that they have and to and to the in a way the sacredness of life so that's that would that's been coming up for me. This you know we're 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 all kind of in the same boat, and some some are rowing, and and some are making holes in the boat. But we're all in that boat together. So full of trust, you left home and soon learned to walk the path, making yourself a friend to everyone and making everyone a friend the heart of metta. When the whole world is your friend, fear will find no place to call home. I love that line. When the whole world is your friend, fear will find no place to call home. And when you make the mind your friend, you will know what trust really means. So that uh, when you make the mind your friend, that could be in a way for me that was like the the jewel. Even though the whole poem is beautiful, but that was like, okay, this is this is the the practice. This is the the work. How 
where are the places of fear? Where are the places of rejection? Where are the places that are, that are pushed away, shut down within myself and, and also in relation to others? And you know, what parts of this mind is not, have I not befriended or, or you know, it might, and there might be, sometimes there are, there are areas that I have befriended, but not right now, you know, and can I be okay with the general way of this mind and then, but right now, no, I don't want it to be like that. And so this, this practice of befriending the mind, and it's just reflecting, well, what does that mean? Because you know, we hear about training the mind, the importance of training the mind. And so it's something to befriend the mind. And it's like, well, first of all, I've got to get to know it really well in, in its many, it's in the many ways it shows up. And I noticed that there are certain things that, that there are some things that is that's quite easy to, to befriend and to know and to, meet and, and be friendly towards. And there are some places that um, it's almost like I want to look away. Well, oops, I didn't, didn't see that one, didn't meet that one. And, uh, and so just catching that, this, this uh, wanting to just distract myself, wanting to absorb into something um, not not, I'm not talking about jhanas there, you know, wanting to absorb into something as a distraction or wanting to uh, turn away and just seeing, well, can I turn towards that? Can I turn towards that, that not wanting that, uh, or that wanting something else, wanting something stimulating or distracting or, uh, So it's like learning to take in, practicing taking in the whole of this mind, the, the, um, the generous and clear and the strong parts of this mind and the, and the addictive and restless and uh, doubting parts of this mind. And, uh, you know, old stories that come up. So, uh, you know, fortunately, the, the Buddha kind of pointed to them in the suttas with the with the way that you know, in in the form of Mara, how Mara pops up at different times in the suttas, and and doesn't give up, and so. You know, I could see that there was a, at one point there was there was a kind of things were well and it was a beautiful retreat and and the community's really good and and it's great and and then there was like a, a, a dropping into a hole that was a very familiar place and uh, and just like dropping in there for a while and then for a little while it's very believable oh gosh I'm in this hole 
oh, it's really, you know, oh, things are really bad. And, oh, uh, you know. and there are these little stories of, um, of self that play out that are, that are conditioned. And I know where they come from and so on. And, but but then there they are. I mean, I'm in them, dropped in there. And um, for a while, you know, while they, while there is, while there, while there isn't a sense of friendship towards them, they have power over me. And, uh, and then at some point, the awareness recognizes, oh, oh, you know what this is? This is that old story, isn't it? And that's from, it's from that conditioning, you know, you know where that comes from. And then they, they kind of, I can kind of pull myself out of that hole and back onto solid ground again and all's well. And even, but even at that point, you know, even when there's all's well, there's still that, there's this, there might still be a feeling in the heart or in the, or in the belly of, um, what to call it, but it's something that's kind of agitating or nagging, or, you know, it's like not allowing, uh, uh, fully resting into the wholeness of, of this, of this moment. And, uh, and I can see that, that my initial response to that was like, why is this still showing up? Why doesn't this go away? You know, I don't need to still have these thoughts and these doubts and these um, troubled, this you know, the, the trouble. This doesn't still, shouldn't be coming around anymore. And yet, you know, Mara keeps coming around until one is uh, completed on the path. And even the Buddha, you know, Mara still came into the Buddha. So, so then, so I realised, oh, you know, if I, if I believe in those mind states, then I'm in trouble. I become born as, you know, I get born into that difficult place. And if I try and push them away, I get into trouble because they, you know, there's causes and conditions for them to arise. So if there can be a, a, a befriending and a getting to know, getting familiar with, those places, those more challenging places in the, in the heart and mind. And it's like, oh, yeah, I know you. Oh, yeah, you've been around a long time. And there can be more uh, of a, a, a turning toward and uh, an interest in and uh, recognizing that uh, this is not who and what I am. This is not something to make decisions based on. <laughs> you know, this is just a, a, a thought and a mood and a feeling that's arising right now based on things that have happened in the past and based on certain habits of thinking also from the past that might be, come back again. So, uh, so that mantra was really, really helpful to me to keep reflecting on you know, when you make the mind your friend you'll know what trust really means it's very beautiful
And when there's trust, there's, uh, in order for, like, part, along with trust comes clarity. Or maybe I'm not quite sure whether trust brings the clarity or clarity brings the trust, or they grow together. Perhaps they grow together, one supports the other. And when there's trust, there's a there's a there's more strength, there's more, there's there's ground. You've got ground under your feet. And there's uh, when it's ground under your feet, then when you feel a sense of stability and trust, then you can open to whatever needs to be met and be curious about it, be interested in it. So I was reading a, a, a book of Eshan Brahm recently, and there's one one line that I under, underscored and wanted to read, it's just, it's very simple, but it's just very beautiful. He says, the training of the mind is not controlling things, it's understanding them. Training of the mind is not controlling things, it's understanding them. And we so easily go into the trying to control things. We have an idea of how they should be. And you know, we've read in, read in the scriptures or in the books about you know, how the mind can be and, and what's wholesome and what's unwholesome. And so it's like, okay, let's try and make it all, we've got to make it all right, we've got to make it all wholesome. Let's not do any of those, you know, let's let the mind go here or go there. And it's good to, to guide the mind, it's needed. We need to guide our minds in the right direction. And stuff will come up, old things will come, ghosts, old ghosts will come and haunt us from time to time. And so that uh, just to know that you know, when we're training the mind and it's an ongoing process, trying to control it to be the way we think it should be. And sometimes, well, sometimes that's needed. Sometimes we need to do that. It's like we get the reins of the horse and we guide it the way needs to go and sometimes it just needs to be understood it needs to be listened to it needs to be responded to through that uh, more listening quality and not through making it line up the way we think it should so once I once that mantra came to me and I, and I started to uh, reflect on you know what is where are the places that are that are, are not being listened to or not being allowed to be heard or uh, don't fit in what I would like my life to be? You know, once I was able to listen to those, there was uh, so much more peace and joy. Found myself you know, smiling more and and. Um, Having a sense of humour about the the, the uh, trickiness of the mind, and then the, and with that with that more clarity, more letting go, then they can settling deeply, and uh, remembering really that the the immediacy of the path. 
zur Mitte der Kühne Mitte. She, she finishes with listen. I have followed that path of friendship to its end. And I can say with absolute certainty, it will lead you home. So that um, you know, we can, it can seem like if we can just get everything under control and get things lined up and be the way we think we should be and get rid of those bits that are inconvenient and, and you know, inside it can be the it can be characters inside, it can be characters outside, you know, which one if we could just control it all to be the way we think it should be, then the world we think it should be, the character we think we should be or whatever, then everything will be well. But things are like this. Messy and changing their strengths, their weaknesses. That's that's how we are. That's how the world is. So befriending things as they are, befriending the way we are ourselves, and befriending the way the world is, it leads us home. It leads us along the path of truth. And, uh, and letting go. And I've been reflecting on, on Samasankapa, right thought, and how important that is uh, on the path. I mean, every step of the path is important, but that the particular role of how we use our mind and, and uh, it's such a simple thing if we remember that the mind is always present, um, even if it's scattered or <laughs> agitated or confused. It's still here. It's, it's happening now, and we bring our, if we bring our attention to that in a in a caring way, in a kindly way. And interested, you know, our attention is caring and kindly and interested. Then we're we're aligning ourselves with the path, so, and uh, and then letting go, not 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 holding on to any any thoughts really, not getting not letting them get a hold of us. Once we once we bring attention and once we once we recognise, you know, if a thought has kind of got hold of us, once we uh, turn our attention to it, it's already it doesn't have the same hold. So some some is, is pointing to um, letting go or renunciation and compassion or caring and metta or friendliness. So it's shifting our habits from grasping, controlling, uh, holding to strong views of how things should be, um, harshness, judgment, judgment, the 
don't mean discernment. Discernment's a good quality, but like being judgmental, um, critical, rejecting, you know, recognizing when the mind's doing those things, we, we're off the path. We've lost it for a little while there. And then the path is pointing to letting go, to, to care, compassion, and to kindness, friendliness. So uh, it's very, very important. They're very simple, actually, but very important to remember that because it can feel very, very justified to be, uh, to be hard and critical and, and uh, judgmental. And that somehow when those things are going on, they, they feel like they're supposed to, they're supposed to be like that. That's the best thing to do. But it isn't it's really aligned with the path. So these thoughts of renunciation or letting go, thoughts of non-harm, care, and thoughts of kindness or friendliness. These are huge supports on our path. And they're a support to ourselves and they also, no doubt, will be a support to people around us. So it's a, it's a very simple thing and yet it's like a profound, it's a big, big change. And the old habits of, you know, judgment and criticism and stuff, they're going to come in, doubt, or, Whatever it is, or being too too harsh or too controlling, or, you know, these things will happen until we're free of them. But uh, just to remember that when the mind is caught in those things, this is uh, we've been we've pulled off, we've been pulled off the path. We want to realign back onto the path, path of awakening, and it, and then the, you know preceding that what comes before right right thought is right intent um, right intention right view so right intention is right thought but right view and uh, that's like understanding it's understanding the four noble truths and it's also understanding you know that things are changing everything's changing and if we hold on to what is changing, we're going to suffer. And if we let go of what is changing, we align ourselves with reality, and that's peaceful. It's kind of put in the simple terms. So, so you know, recognizing that, that everything is changing, what, what we consider to be me is, is changing. And uh, everything, everything in this universe is changing all the time. So it's aligning with that truth and then being part of that change by cultivating those wholesome states of mind, those wholesome qualities of mind. And this is something we can do, you know, in, in, when we're in silence, you know, if we're in retreat, but it's also we can just do it in our, daily life, get to get to notice when the mind is going, you know, where is, where is it going? Is it going into those old habits again? So, and then 
and then what am I doing with that? Am I then coming down heavy, getting critical, or trying to control it, trying to suppress, or am I getting interested? Being curious, seeing, you know, is there something that needs some attention? Is there something that's, is there a need there that's not getting met? And that, uh, that if we take a little care, might just transform those states of mind. So uh, this is a practice we can all do. And it, you know, once we have the, the beginning of the path, then it sort of leads us deeper, quite naturally. So I wanted to offer that tonight. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.